You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Tomorrow, the 2021-2022 budget in the Republic of South Africa will be delivered to a waiting world by Tito Mbaweni, the finance minister. With me to preview it now is Annabel Bishop, the chief economist at Investec in Johannesburg. Annabel, every single year that we speak, and we speak every single year about the budget and the midterm budget, and we say this is going to be a really important budget this time, this is going to be the crucial one. Are we saying the same thing again this year? It'll be a crucial budget. I'm hoping we'll see significant fiscal consolidation. You know, Lindsay, we certainly are finding ourselves in a position where, you know, they underestimated the revenue collection that was actually um, expected for the current fiscal year. And that could have been by as much as around 100 billion, although possibly less. But the point really is that there could be some leeway to marginally, and here we're talking about very slightly reduce the borrowing trajectory, maybe even speed up, you know, some fiscal consolidation. Um, also on the uh, fiscal deficit. And, you know, from that point of view, it could be quite a key budget. Remember, every year for the last decade or so, you know, we've mostly seen um, just further deterioration, further fiscal slippage. There are rumours of there being a surprise to the upside, in other words, underestimating revenue collection, and in fact, it may over-deliver. Is that a specific tactic from the government, or is this just something that has manifested itself in the last two to three months before the initial projections were made? Look, um, it certainly wasn't a tactical government over the past decade. But, you know, before that, under the, um, you know, good years of governance, uh, the the Tabo and Becky years of the 2000s, it certainly, you know, had been a tactic, if you will, at times there, perhaps maybe more, you know, maybe a trend at times. But the point, I suppose, is that, you know, by um, collecting more, and remember, we've only got nine months worth of figures. We don't have a full year yet. But anyway, but, you know, so far, having collected more than expected, it does give this anticipation that we obviously could see um, improved fiscal consolidation plans in the budget. And of course, it's one of the reasons why the RAND has strengthened, but also, of course, as well, you know, there's very strong risk on in global financial markets. You see it reflected in the higher commodity prices. And of course, also as well, the um, emerging market portfolio assets in favor. You know, so obviously the focus in markets is remaining on the Fed and they're obviously looking for a highly accommodative um, QE stance, which would then obviously fuel further investor appetite for the reflation trade. But, you know, ahead of the budget itself, sometimes you find yourself in a situation in financial markets where you see obviously strength on um, room more anticipation if you will and here obviously an improved budget and then you can actually see a bit of weakness on the fact. Let's have a look at the international and local situation and also uh, what a budget is. I mean a budget uh, just like a household budget is all to do with how much money you bring in and how much money you spend. Now in South Africa as I've referenced earlier on we are expecting less receipts or less revenues than maybe 10, 10, 12 years ago. But on the other hand, it may be slightly better than the doomsayers were predicting. Uh, so let's start with the revenue side of things, Annabelle. What, what do you believe and when it comes to corporate and the man in the streets payments to the government? Look, um, I think the point here maybe is that, you know, last yeah, the 2019-20 fiscal year, we saw a revenue outcome of 1.5 trillion rand. And this current fiscal year, you know, the 2021 fiscal year, which ends at the end of this quarter, yep. end of March, uh, is expecting to see an outcome 
outcome of 1.3 trillion rand. So there's a big drop, if you will, that you're talking about. Look, you know, on a nominal sense, you have obviously been seeing some moderate increase in revenue over the past decade or so, if not flattish. But I think the point really is that expenditure has been accelerating out of control. If you were to compare it to revenue, as you said, Nahal Sotbajan, balancing your books, balancing your income against your ongoing expenses. I think the concern certainly here is that there's been a ramp up in borrowing. And of course, you know, the, the big problem, obviously, debt to GDP um, in the MTBPS last year certainly seen at peaking over 100% of GDP in the 2025-26 period. If you take total country debt, that's including the contingent liabilities or, you know, the guarantees on state-owned entities' debt. And, of course, obviously, if you were to take that out, then obviously it comes to 95% of GDP. Again, extremely high. And I think it's important for us to note that, you know, on a global average for emerging markets and middle-income economies, of which we are both, the um, norm or the average for last year was 63% of GDP you know, for the outcome, you know, for, for these debt to GDP, um, this GDP ratio. And of course, you know, South Africa is obviously indicating that we're likely to see for the current fiscal um, year an outcome of maybe 82%. So we still remain very high compared to, if you will, our peers. Yes, I know. But uh, 82%, it sounds horrible. And if you'd have said this to me 15 years ago, or if I'd said this to you 15 years ago, you would have been horrified. But on the other hand, with borrowing costs so low, maybe it's sustainable, maybe it's appropriate. Well, borrowing costs are not so low for debt um, compared to, you know, if you will, would look at um, the short-term money market rates or the repo rate, for example. You know, the repo rate is 3.5%, but your bond yields, your, your borrowing rates, you know, closer to 9%. Maybe they drop to 8.5% and then they fluctuate back up to 9% for South Africa. Bear in mind that 10 years ago, our um, bond rates in South Africa were for 10-year bonds. Our benchmark government bond rate in the 2000s, you know, was actually closer to 6%. So it actually does cost more now than it did cost back then. Of course, this is reflective of the fact that we have increased our borrowing so substantially. So, you know, substantially swelling our debt um, as a percentage of GDP, our level of debt as well, but also, of course, well, our trajectory, our planned borrowings. And that, of course, in turn has resulted in um, credit rating downgrades, which have been accelerating over the past couple of years. And of course, with South Africa still on a negative outlook, um, you know, now from Moody's and Fitch, it indicates further credit rating downgrades for South Africa. And of course, you know, sitting with Fitch now at um, double B minus, we would then drop into the single B category. And that's a real risk for South Africa that continues to see a deterioration in our ratings into the C grade categories because after that then comes D for default. Okay let's have a look now at uh, we've spoken about what might come in and there may be a surprise to the upside which would be very welcome indeed and that might give the minister uh, some wiggle room. What about the expenditure side of things because the trend of the last couple of budgets and mini budgets has been we've got to cut down on down on spending and a lot of that has been public sector wages. Um, what do you expect this time? In the MTBPS last year, we saw um, plans to reduce expenditure, and those are certainly likely to be adhered to in this budget that we, that comes through now. You know, cutting state spending remains a key government policy, and that's, you know, been stated quite um, repeatedly. But I think, you know, it's quite important to note as well that South Africa is likely to follow the global trend of extending relief measures. And here, you know, certainly from a global perspective, I don't know if you saw the Institute for International Finance, the figures that came through showing that globally, the world has never been more indebted. You know, we, we, we are seeing... Um, debts at historic high, and that includes corporates, household and government debt, at 355% of GDP. Mm. And of course, you know, the concern certainly is that um, 
very high, but these borrowings are expected to continue as fiscal support persists. And this is obviously going to be spurred on by societal and political pressures globally. You know, the world economy has not recovered from the impact of COVID-19 last year, and nor has South Africa's economy either. That number you just said, 355%, is very disturbing to me because I've seen the US 10-year bond yield go from 0.77% in April of last year to its current level as we record this podcast at 1.37%. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's almost doubled. The price of money has almost doubled. And that makes me a little bit nervous. And I think that if anything does start to unravel a little bit, then the emerging markets, although they're in favour at the moment because of commodity prices and um, some of their assets being very cheap and people piling into those various asset classes in emerging markets, it might start to impact very, very quickly. As fast as it's been flavour of the month, it could be a nasty taste in the mouth of the month in the future. Absolutely, Lindsay. And, you know, the Iran could, just as it's, you know, trying to go to 15, 40, uh, 15, 40, 15, 50 in, in the last week or so, could actually suddenly revert and move quickly back to 1550 and even weaker because, you know, as you quite rightly said, the RAND is obviously highly volatile, but obviously as financial market risk sentiment changes and emerging market assets fall out of favor, also, of course, well, commodities. And remember, the RAND is also a commodity currency. That then, too, also has a consequence of causing the um, – impact to be quite severe because, you know, this, the RAND is seen as one of the, the riskier currencies because of our deteriorated government finances. You know, from a credit rating perspective, our peers um, from a Fitch double B minus rating are actually Brazil and Turkey. And, you know, that then shows why we often move quite close to the exchange rates when obviously we see, you know, the movement in the RAND o- over a certain period. So that huge risk remains. And, of course, such global market risk off combined with credit rating downgrades for South Africa. And, of course, the fact that our government finance, even if we see a very slight improvement in this budget, are still very deteriorated from where they were five, ten years ago, even a couple of years ago. That obviously then could have a very substantial impact. So, so this is the big risk for South Africa. Yeah, and the big risk for the rest of the world as well. Um, Okay, we've got a strong round. It's gone from 1935 to, at one stage last week, 1440 against the US dollar. The dollar itself is weak, so that's a a factor, but also because of the commodity story and money just pouring into South Africa because of companies like Kumba Iron Ore, Anglo-American Platinum, Anglo-American itself, and so the list goes on. So that's doing very well. Uh, The bond market is doing very well as well, but there's a chance, of course, it might start to follow the US 10-year, which is on a bit of a slide at the moment, a bit of a rising yield. We've got CPI under control. So, I mean, if you if you look at it, we're we're doing okay at the moment. But the fragility of that doing okay is what worries me. Yes, and of course, if you look at the US ten-year, you know, quite a lot of that jump up in yield that you've been mentioning has been predicated on the back of this massive borrowing plan coming through from the Democrats under Biden. If you look at the two trillion um, fiscal stimulus program, and of course, markets worry about how that will be absorbed. You know, from a bond issuance perspective, how how such a, a huge issuance would obviously be absorbed by financial markets. And you see the sticking up of bond yields. You know, the concern <laughs> being reflected there. And of course, you know, much depends on um, the Fed with um, Jerome Powell due to give um, commentary this week. And of course, you know, the, the concern certainly is that if, if he doesn't indicate highly accommodative monetary stance, you know, if there's indication of any rolling in of QE or even cessation, that obviously would then likely spur even higher these bond yields, as you mentioned. And of course, remember also as well, higher um, United States bond yields, obviously also in, in itself, just from a technical point of view, reduces some of the trade into um, EM assets, you know, from, from a yield-seeking perspective. So, so this is where we sit at the moment. I, I don't think that the Fed's going to be in a rush 
to um, real NQE, particularly given you know the, the situation we're in now. <clears throat> but it did cause a bit of a pause in the currency as they certainly consider the impact of that massive slew of issuance to come into you know financial markets. What do you expect tomorrow, Annabelle? Are you, are you going into this with a slightly more sanguine stance than you would have done, for example, a, a year ago? It does seem to me a little bit calmer because of the things we've mentioned, CPI and the pulling out of the pandemic, etc. Do you, do you feel slightly more relaxed? So we certainly expect that tomorrow's budget could see a slight lowering debt projections, but overall we're not expecting to see much change from the 2020 MTBPS. We're not expecting to see a further fiscal slippage and deterioration, that's for sure. You know, with um, the debt projections potentially lowering somewhat, markets are obviously prepared to view tomorrow's budget outcome positively. It's also been adding to the recent RAND strength. But I think, you know, what's also quite key is that, you know, globally, the concerns about inflation, I think, perhaps maybe are somewhat overdone. And certainly, you know, inflation, you know, last year and this year, and certainly over the next couple of years, could prove to be lower than it was over the past um, five years before the pandemic. And in South Africa as well, inflation is extremely low, extremely modest, you know, still running around 3%. Of course, much will depend, once again, on the tax changes. And we don't expect any major tax increase in the budget but even you know for syntax and fuel taxes but of course if they are that could then push up inflation somewhere but nevertheless with you know inflation still quite modest as well you know south africa is finding itself in a situation where for perhaps for the first time in a long time we could actually see slightly more consolidation in the budget and that could prove positive for the credit rating agencies while we uh, may not see a change from the negative outlooks we could certainly then see a delay in any type of um, credit rating downgrade or sorry in any credit rating downgrade um, certainly in the first half of this year and there is obviously the risk, as we said, from Fitch and Moody's, maybe only in the second half of this year, but it will depend very much on the medium-term budget policy statement then. And well, you've got a busy week coming up uh, once that um, statement is made tomorrow, and hopefully we'll speak on, on the day after. Annabelle Bishop is the Chief Economist at Investec in Johannesburg. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.